for imprinted t-shirts, embroidered apparel, promotional items, custom awards, or creative signs, call Competitive Edge Advertising Specialty Manufacturing Company. Celebrating 35 years in central Iowa, call 515-280-EDGE or online com. Suku Radia is one of the most influential business leaders in our community. The C-Suite, featuring key leaders in Des Moines, and explores the motivations that made them successful and how they're shaping their organizations, our city, and the economy. And it's sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge. The C-Suite with Suku Radia. Hi, I'm Suku Radia, retired CEO of Bankers Trust, and joining me, He's a very good friend, Brian Lorenzo, and I'm going to ask Brian to start with his background. So thank you for being here, Brian. Good morning, Suku. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am a uh, patent and trademark attorney by trade and uh, currently head up the intellectual property practice group for the Brick Gentry Law Firm in West Des Moines. I was born and raised here in Des Moines, a graduate of Iowa State University in construction engineering. And so when I went to law school at DePaul uh, University College of Law in Chicago, uh, there was a firm there that was looking for engineers to clerk as uh, patent lawyers at, uh, at at that firm, and there were only two of us who were engineers in the class, and I was fortunate enough to get that position. So that was uh, really kind of circumstances that got me into patent law. In 1990, uh, I married my uh, lovely wife, and we moved back to Des Moines. I took a position with the uh, Davis Law Firm. Arthur Davis was an early mentor of mine, and uh, was with was with that firm until after Arthur passed away, and uh, then moved over to the Dorsey and Whitney Law Firm, which was a firm headquartered in Minneapolis, but uh, looking to start an intellectual property practice group in their Des Moines office. And uh, it was just too good of an opportunity not to take. And so I moved over there and was there for 12 years. Uh, In 2010, my good friend Paul Dre at the Brick Gentry Law Firm uh, asked me to come out and start an intellectual property practice group there. Uh, I did that, and uh, so that's how I ended up there. Great. Brian, engineering background and patent attorney. Was it common when you started to hire engineers, uh, you know, with an engineer, lawyers with an engineering background to be patent attorneys? Yeah, back in, back in the day, and this is 30 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, most patent lawyers did have uh, an engineering background okay. or at least a hard science background. And I think for patent law, that's still the case. Now intellectual property is so much more than patents and includes trademarks and copyrights and things like that. And so there are a lot... Uh, uh, more attorneys in the practice that may not have that hard science background. And when you came to Des Moines, were there a lot of patent lawyers in town? When I came to Des Moines, I think there were probably 20 to 25 patent lawyers in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them, and some of them, and I was fortunate enough at the Davis Law Firm to work with kind of the dean of patent lawyers. His name was Rudy Lowell. And uh, he, he was uh, in his late 80s, and they were uh, my my first job really at the Davis firm was to spend the mornings just sitting with Rudy, and and uh, I learned so much from him. Just a great guy, and mm-hmm. and uh, now of course there are I'm sure over a hundred patent lawyers in the state, and um, there seems to be enough work for everybody. 
So Rudy, in effect, was your mentor. Mm. Rudy was one of my first mentors. Uh, I have been blessed over my career to seek out and and have lots of mentors. Um, Arthur Davis was a close uh, mentor of mine um, back in the 90s, and I would include you as one of my mentors uh, somewhere along the line as well. And it's been inspiring to me to, to try and be a mentor to other younger people coming up. You do a great job of giving back. Talking about giving back, you've been involved in the community and you've also been involved in uh, the public sector as the mayor of the city of Johnston. So you've had quite a bit of involvement on a number of fronts. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, uh, the the elected position really was another just kind of circumstance that happened. My wife was actually very interested in an issue that was going on in the city of Johnston and uh, my next door neighbor one day said to me and my wife, uh, you know, you should get on the city council and you can really make a difference on this issue. And my wife, I'm sure, was behind me trying to wave him off, but it was too late at that point. So I decided decided to get involved. And then that led to uh, a couple of terms as mayor. I did between city council and mayor, I did it for about eight years, which I thought was the perfect amount of time. I loved every minute of it while I was doing it, but it was nice to be able to go to the grocery store again afterwards and, and be able to get in and out without uh, having to have five discussions. Civic organizations. Right. Uh, like you, um, I've been very blessed to have the opportunity and the privilege to get involved with a lot of civic organizations in the greater Des Moines area. I was one of the founding members and ended up uh, chairing uh, Bravo Greater Des Moines. Um, I'm, I just finished uh, chairing uh, the Board of Trustees for Child Serve and have moved over to the uh, Board of Directors there. Been very involved with the Greater Des Moines Partnership and had the privilege to lead the Greater Des Moines Committee for a year. Um, I just feel like uh, everything good that has happened in the greater Des Moines area has been because uh, of that collaboration between government and business. Mm -hmm. And the cooperation and collaboration has really led to uh, us, you know, being able to enjoy a great city. So for the young listeners, why is it important to give back? I think leadership is giving back. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be a leader, and I think most people w who, who want to would understand that you have these opportunities, and they're not just giving back. I mean, you're certainly getting great benefit out of the organizations that you participate with. There's that satisfaction of improving things and seeing things get better, and that opportunity to work with other people who are like-minded and want to try and improve uh, the greater Des Moines area. Again, that uh, that collaboration and team approach is something I've always enjoyed and uh, really enjoyed um, being involved in the community and seeing good things happen. As you've become involved in the community and as I have observed you, your communication skills are exceptional. Tell me a little bit about the importance of good communication skills. Well, thank you for, for the compliment. I I really do feel like every problem is usually the result of some breakdown in communication. And uh, most problems are fixed by good communication and working with others to, uh, to uh, get on the same page. And I've done that in my law practice as well as in 
working in the community. Um, I like to think of myself as an as a problem solver, and and I have an analytical approach to doing it, and I have a team approach to doing it, and I think that um, that is can't happen without good communication. Brian, how do you proportion between your professional life and your uh, private life? Well, your family always has to be your number one priority, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be difficult at times, and it takes a, uh, a supportive and understanding spouse. Uh, but uh, I've been I've been very blessed with my wife Patty, who I think uh, kind of worked with me early on to set some ground rules that have treated me well over the years. Um, you know, we decided we would never miss a uh, a kid's activity, whether it be sports or a, uh, something at school. Um, we agreed early on that we would never miss more than one dinner a week at the family dinner table. And actually, I would say that part of my term limit as uh, mayor of the city of Johnston was my wife's good sense to say, you know, um, you've done this and and you've uh, done a good job. Now uh, let's take some time and uh, spend time with family. And then if you want to do it again later, you can. You've achieved a lot, and I have no doubt that you're going to continue achieving even more. Is there anything that you haven't done and you would like to do? Oh, I don't know. I've been I've been pretty blessed to do uh, what I want to do. Uh, I would like to keep doing the types of things that mm-hmm. I do in the community. I like um, serving on uh, uh, boards and, and uh, helping with nonprofits. I like to help uh, nonprofits raise money for good causes. I like working with other people to do that. I think the thing that I most want to do going forward now that my kids are grown up is is to, to watch them and see uh, how they put themselves out there in the community and hopefully feel like I have a small part in uh, what they do going forward. Speaking personally, the child serve bubble ball comes to mind and you mentioned that you like to raise money. I've been on the other end of that one, and I will attest <laughs> that you are very, very good at raising money. So, I appreciate that. So I applaud you for, you know, you, you certainly have done a great job on that front. Thank you. Uh, Brian, in a very general sense, what drives you? What what drives you to what you're doing? You know, what makes you tick? Well, I I always want to try and improve things. And whatever I'm involved with, I want to make it better. Uh, and I And I really like the opportunity to work with other people to do it. Um, so um, I, I feed off of other people. Uh, I, I love to build a team and to try and help everyone succeed. Um, Arthur uh, Davis, way back when I was first working with him, gave me some advice about um, leadership and participating in the community. And he said that opportunities to lead were kind of like a piece or like a cake that was being passed around the dinner table and when that cake comes to you you better take your piece right now because by the time it gets back around to you again the plate may be empty (laughs) and so I've always tried to uh, say yes when asked and uh, like you I don't think you've ever said no to anybody Uh, I can't say that but uh, I think it's a good it's a good way to to go Mm -hmm. through uh, through your career and through life. Brian, if you were trying to attract a millennial to central Iowa, what would you tell that person? I think it comes down to uh, something we've heard, uh, and I think Jay Byers says it all the time. Des Moines fights above its weight, 
and uh, we're we're so uh, fortunate to have pretty much everything that you need uh, to to uh, have a great quality of life in uh, in a big city, but not but not being a big city. And you know we're fortunate because our business leaders and our elected officials are all very accessible, very uh, willing to help young people uh, succeed and and get uh, opportunities. And I think that uh, you know telling someone who's trying to decide between uh, Chicago and a Des Moines where they are going to have the best chance to uh, make a difference, uh, I think it's a pretty easy sell. And you do a very good job mm. with that. One last question, Brian. What haven't I asked you? Suku, I don't think you, you – you're always very well prepared. I don't think there's anything that you should have asked me that you didn't. <laughs> Brian, thank you for your friendship, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Suku. <laughs> The C-Suite with Suku Radia, sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge.